I'm Ted O'Connell, one of the authors of Crush Step 1, the ultimate USMLE Step 1 review, along with my co-authors, Ryan Pedigo and Thomas Blair. I am also the chief content officer for Inside the Boards. This is the Crush Step 1 podcast based on the second edition of our best-selling book. The goal is to provide you high yield and high quality audio content of the book to help you study on the go and reclaim some of the time in your day. This is Nick Nissen narrating part six of the hematology oncology chapter. Diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, or DLBCL. Diffuse large B-cell lymphomas are another common adult form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at 40 to 50% of adult lymphomas. This is a very aggressive tumor that is rapidly fatal if left untreated. It is the most commonly encountered subtype of the diffuse large cell lymphoma groups at 80%, and diffuse large T-cell lymphomas make up the other 20%. They resemble the large lymphocytes that usually reside in the normal follicles and are derived from germinal centers. DLBCLs rarely display a follicular pattern. They lack follicular architecture, helping differentiate them from normal germinal centers. They obtain their name from the fact that lymphomas that do not form follicles are referred to as diffuse lymphomas. Microscopically, you will note sheets of large cells with prominent nucleoli that can take many forms, maybe two or three nucleoli located peripherally to the nuclear membrane or maybe a single end centrally placed. Their molecular profile is heterogeneous and does not have a defining translocation or mutation although 10 to 20% will exhibit the 14-18 translocation seen in follicular lymphomas. Remember that some follicular lymphomas may transform into DLBCLs. The chromosome abnormalities that may be observed include anomalies in the BCL2, BCL6, or MYC genes. Some have a combination of one of three of these anomalies. The median age at diagnosis is 60 to 70 years but has a wide age range with up to 5% of all childhood lymphomas. Like many non-Hodgkin's lymphomas, there's a slight male predisposition. For clinical and laboratory findings, there may be present a rapidly enlarging and often symptomatic mass at a single nodal or extranodal site. Extranodal disease may arise when the gastrointestinal tract, skin, bone, brain, and other sites can arise at almost any site. There may be primary or secondary involvement of the liver and spleen in the form of large destructive masses. Bone marrow involvement happens late in disease. For immunophenotype, these mature B-cell tumors express B-cell markers CD19 and CD20. This is diagnosed via mass or nodal biopsy. For treatments, the standard of treatment is CHOP. The expanded CHOPR protocol may confer improved survival. CHOPR, or CHOPR, stands for C-cytoxin, or cyclophosphamide, H for hydroxydonorubicin, or doxorubicin, O for oncovorin, or vincristine, P for prednisone, and R for rituxan, or rituximab. Complete remission can be achieved in 60% to 80% of patients and about 50% remain disease-free for several years. Mantle cell lymphoma, or MCL. 
MCL is an extremely rare form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, composed of cancerous cells that resemble mantle zone B lymphocytes. These are cells present at the perimeter of the germinal center in the normal lymphoid follicle. Microscopically, MCL is normally diffuse, but sometimes tumor cells may be seen surrounding benign germinal centers. The proliferation consists of a homogeneous population of small lymphocytes with round to occasionally deeply clefted or cleaved nuclear contours. The presence of cells with cleaved nuclei gives it some similarity to FL, follicular lymphoma, but MCL is distinguished by the lack of centroblasts. MCLs can also be confused with CLL and SLL because they share some immunophenotypic features, namely the presence of CD5 on the malignant B-cell surface. MCL is usually CD23 negative and does not usually present with proliferation centers, helping distinguish it from CLL and SLL. It is important to distinguish MCL from CLL and SLL because although both are incurable diseases, MCL is clinically more aggressive. It is associated with the T1114 translocation involving the fusion of the IGH locus of chromosome 14 to the cyclin D1 or BCL1 locus on chromosome 11. This translocation is detected in up to 70% of cases and leads to increased expression of cyclin D1, which promotes progression of the G1 to S phase in the cell cycle, basically leading to increased proliferation of cells. It usually presents in older men greater than 60 years old. Patients are typically male, with a 4 to 1 male to female predominance, and present with advanced disease in their 60s. Almost half of patients have some combination of symptoms of fever, night sweats, and weight loss. Clinical and laboratory findings. Lymphadenopathy and splenomegaly that are usually painless can be present. Patients are highly likely to have GI, liver, or bone marrow involvement at presentation. Immunophenotype is CD5 positive and CD23 negative with increased expression of cyclin D1. Treatment. Chemotherapy, usually CHOPR or CHOPR, is a common treatment. There is no proven standard chemotherapeutic treatment regimen. MCL is an aggressive lymphoma with median survival rate from three to four years. Most patients eventually succumb to organ dysfunction caused by tumor infiltration. Burkitt lymphoma. Burkitt lymphoma is a neoplasm of mature B cell origin that occurs in three main variants, endemic, sporadic, and immunodeficiency associated. These variants can be differentiated only on clinical presentation. They are histologically and immunophenotypically identical. The endemic variant arises in equatorial Africa and characteristically involves lymph nodes of the head and neck, jawbone marrow involvement in particular. It is the most common childhood neoplasm of the region and is linked to infection with Epstein-Barr virus. It is believed that many of the children that present with the disease are also chronically infected with malaria, decreasing their ability to fight the EBV infection. The sporadic or non-endemic variant is found outside of Africa. It is histologically similar to the endemic variant and is also associated with EBV infection. This variant is more commonly seen in the United States and occurs in the lymphoid tissue of the distal small bowel. Jaw marrow is less commonly involved.
It accounts for 30 to 50% of childhood lymphomas. The immunodeficiency associated variant, as its name implies, is associated with immune suppression. It can be an AIDS-defining manifestation in HIV-positive individuals or can present in the setting of patients taking immunosuppressive medications. Burkitt lymphoma does not usually form follicles and is believed to originate from the germinal center. Microscopically, it appears as sheets of lymph cells with very high mitotic index and apoptosis. These lymphoid cells are interspersed with reactive macrophages or histiocytes containing dead tumor cells and debris, giving it the characteristic starry sky appearance. The stars are the reactive macrophages and the night is represented by sheets of malignant cells. All forms are associated with the T814 translocation, which results from fusion of the CMYC oncogene on chromosome 8 onto the heavy chain Ig gene on chromosome 14. This very aggressive disorder presents largely in children or young adults. Figure 11.33 demonstrates Burkitt lymphoma with characteristic starry sky appearance. The stars represent the reactive macrophages and the sky represents sheets of malignant cells. Clinical and laboratory findings. Endemic variant usually presents with a mass involving the mandible. This may also involve the kidneys, ovaries, and adrenals. Sporadic variant usually presents with an abdominal mass involving the ileocecum and peritoneum. Treatment, this responds to short-term high-dose chemotherapy with younger patients having better outcomes than older patients. Malt lymphoma. Malt lymphoma is a low-grade tumor of B-cell origin, a subtype of marginal zone lymphomas. Lymphoid tissue is present throughout the gastrointestinal tract and is referred to as MALT, or M-A-L-T. It most commonly presents with involvement of the stomach, small and large bowels, and salivary glands. In the stomach and small bowel, this disorder is associated with H. pylori infection, including gastritis, peptic ulcer disease or PUD. Antibiotic treatment against H. pylori can lead to regression of the disease in the stomach. Primary central nervous system lymphoma, or PCNSL. Primary central nervous system lymphoma is a rare variant of extranodal non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that appears mostly in immunocompromised patients, typically from AIDS, but also seen in those iatrogenically immunosuppressed. It is also referred to as microglioma, or primary brain lymphoma, and it usually involves a brain, leptomeninges, eyes, or spinal cord, without evidence of systemic disease. In immunocompromised patients, the prognosis is usually poor, and it does not have a predilection for any particular age group. PCNSL can affect immunocompetent patients, usually appearing in older patients with a median age a diagnosis in the fifth decade. Presenting signs and symptoms may vary, usually depending on the site of involvement. PCNSL usually presents with seizure, headache, or increased intracranial pressure, altered mental status, progressive dementia, or memory loss. PCNSL is considered an AIDS-defining lesion. T-cell lymphomas. Adult T-cell lymphoma, or leukemia or ATL, 
ATL is a rare neoplasm of mature T cells associated with HTLV1 infection. This disorder is seen more commonly in areas in which ATLV1 is endemic, such as southern Japan, the Caribbean, South America, and Africa. It is a very aggressive type of NHL without a characteristic histologic finding other than a diffuse pattern of malignant mature T cells. ATL often has a leukemic phase, will see malignant cells in the circulation. ATL is an adult disease and typically presents with skin lesions and lytic bone lesions, resulting in hypercalcemia. The malignant T cells are CD4 positive and TDT negative. Usually TDT negativity indicates that it is a mature lymphocyte. Clinical and laboratory findings include generalized lymphadenopathy in hepatosplenomegaly, skin infiltration, elevated WBC count in leukemic phase, hypercalcemia because of the release of osteoclast activating factor by tumor cells leading to lytic bone lesions, immunophenotype of CD4 positive and TDT negative. Treatment. There is no established standard of treatment. Usually, the patient is treated with zidovudine to fight off the virus or chemotherapy with CHOP to fight off proliferation of cancer cells. The mean survival is one year after diagnosis. Mycosis fungoides and Cesare syndrome. Mycosis fungoides is a neoplasm of peripheral CD4 helper T cells and is the most common form of cutaneous T cell lymphoma. It is characterized by skin involvement in the form of rash-like patches or nodules. Initially, it is difficult to diagnose because the rash-like patches resemble that of eczema or psoriasis. However, skin biopsy aids in the diagnosis. Mycosis fungoides occurs in adults and has an indolent progression with most patients presenting with disease localized to the skin but may progress internally over time if untreated. Treatment is variable but includes sunlight, UV light, topical steroids, and systemic chemotherapy. The disease is incurable but with successful treatment can remit to an indefinite non-progressing state. Cesare syndrome is a condition in which the skin involvement presents as generalized exfoliative lesions, particularly on the face, resulting in leonine facies. These patients will also have a leukemic phase with the presence of cesare cells. Histiocyte disorders. Langerhans cell histiocytosis, or LCH, and histiocytosis X. LCH is a rare disorder characterized by the proliferation of specialized histiocytes, or monocytes. In LCH, the proliferating cell is the dendritic, or Langerhans cell, which derives from monocyte lineage. In the past, these disorders were referred to as histiocytosis X and were subdivided into three categories, letterer Seaway syndrome, Hand-Scheller-Christian disease, and eosinophilic granuloma, letterer Seaway disease. This occurs most commonly before two years of age. It is characterized by the development of cutaneous lesions resembling a sabaree eruption, usually the trunk and scalp, caused by infiltrates of Langerhans cells over the affected areas. Most of these affected have concurrent bone marrow failure, hepatosplenomegaly, lymphadenopathy, and destructive osteolytic bone lesions. 
the course of untreated disease is rapidly fatal, and treatment is with intensive chemotherapy. It has a five-year survival rate of 50%. Eosinophilic granuloma. This is considered a benign histiocytosis that usually occurs in adolescents and young adults. It results from erosive accumulations of unifocal or multifocal Langerhans cells within the medullary cavities of bones or in the lungs. The lesions can be asymptomatic or can cause pain and pathologic fractures. This is an indolent disorder that can heal spontaneously or be cured by local excision or irradiation. Hand-shoulder Christian disease, or multifocal LCH. This usually affects young children. The classic hand-shoulder Christian triad includes calvarial bone defects, or lytic lesions in the skull, diabetes insipidus, and exophthalmus, infiltration of orbit by tumor cells. Patients may present with fever and eruptions on the scalp and ear canals. They also display multiple erosive bony masses that sometimes expand into adjacent soft tissue. In about half of the patients, involvement of the posterior pituitary stalk of the hypothalamus leads to diabetes insipidus. Many patients experience spontaneous regression. Others can be treated successfully with chemotherapy. These three conditions are now considered different expressions of the same basic disorder, but the USMLE Step 1 may still test on the historic names. The tumor cells express S100 and CD1A. Microscopically, the presence of Burbeck granules in the cytoplasm is characteristic. Burbeck granules have a tennis racket appearance of rod-like tubular structures with a dilated terminal end. Figure 11.34 demonstrates Burbeck granules, demonstrating the classic tennis racket appearance of rod-like tubular structures with a dilated terminal end. High-powered electron micrograph was used to create that image. Plasma cell disorders. Plasma cell disorders involve the malignant transformation of terminally differentiated B cells or plasma cells, resulting in unregulated proliferation of plasma cells in the bone marrow and monoclonal secretions of immunoglobulins, also called paraproteins, in the circulation. The increase in monoclonal immunoglobulins is detected as a monoclonal spike, referred to as the M component. The physiologic balance between the production of light and heavy chains is disturbed. Heavy chains are not produced in high enough quantities to couple with the light chains, which are produced in high volume by the cancer, leading to increased amounts of free light chains in the circulation, called Bentz-Jones proteins, and their excretion in the urine. Figure 11.35 shows monoclonal spikes, the M component of plasma protein electrophoresis secondary to a plasma cell disorder. Multiple myeloma, or MM. Multiple myeloma is a monoclonal plasma cell cancer that arises in the bone marrow, interfering with the production of normal blood cells. The unregulated proliferation of plasma cells results in the production of large amounts of monoclonal immunoglobulins, mostly IgG. This is a disorder of older patients with a peak incidence at 50 to 60 years of age. Incidence increases with age. MM is more common in African Americans than in whites at a 2 to 1 ratio. Many organ systems may be affected by the disorder and presentation is variable. 
the production of cytokines such as IL-1 or osteoclast activating factor by the malignant plasma cells and the deposition of monoclonal antibodies in organs produce most of the localized damage, like osteoporosis and organ damage, respectively. It is helpful to use the mnemonic CRAB, or C-R-A-B, to remember the common tetrad of findings in MM. C stands for calcium, which is elevated. R stands for renal failure. A stands for anemia. And B stands for bone lesions, or bone pain. Signs and symptoms. Bone pain, lytic bone lesions, and hypercalcemia. The bone pain arises from the accumulation of plasma cells in local areas, usually involving the pelvis, resulting in low back pain, ribs, clavicles, and femurs. The increased levels of osteoclast activating factor produced by the plasma cells results in bone breakdown and release of calcium into the circulation, resulting in hypercalcemia. The bone lesions usually occur in the ribs, skull, and pelvis. They are best seen on radiographs and have a punched-out appearance. The bone lesions may present with pathologic fractures, like those in the ribs. Renal failure. Renal failure with or without proteinuria develops through a variety of different mechanisms, including the following. Hypercalcemia. Hypercalcemia leads to increased deposition of calcium phosphate in normal tissue, called metastatic calcification, resulting in calcification of renal tubules and collecting ducts. Production of Bentz-Jones or BJ proteins. The excretion of BJ proteins is directly toxic to the kidneys, damaging the renal epithelium and producing an intratubular giant cell reaction, further damaging the kidneys. Tubular casts of BJ proteins and giant cells are seen. Primary amyloidosis. The increased levels of circulating light chain proteins may result in their deposition in the kidney and subsequent conversion to amyloid. Infiltration of malignant plasma cells and kidneys. This is rare, but this is the infiltration of the renal parenchyma by myeloma cells and disrupts normal renal cell function, similarly to how they disrupt normal hematopoietic cell function in the bone marrow. Anemia. The anemia seen in multiple myeloma is normocytic and happens as a result of infiltration and replacement of normal bone marrow cells with tumor cells. Also contributing to the inhibition of hematopoiesis is the increased cytokine production by the tumor cells creating an environment of inflammation similar to that seen in anemia of chronic disease. Recurrent infections. The unregulated production of monoclonal immunoglobulins leads to increased blood immunoglobulin levels. However, these monoclonal antibodies cannot be used to fight off infection because they are not directed to a specific infectious pathogen. The increased production of Ig by the malignant plasma cells leads to decreased production of normal immunoglobulins by normal plasma cells, creating a relative immunodeficiency state. As a result, patients are commonly at increased risk of developing pneumonia and pyelonephritis due to increased susceptibility to Streptococcus pneumoniae, Staphylococcus aureus, E. coli, and other gram-negative rods. Neurologic symptoms. The resultant hypercalcemia leads to many of the neurologic findings in MM, like weakness, confusion, and fatigue. Hyperviscosity syndrome can result from the increased levels of immunoglobulin protein in the circulation, leading to headaches, visual changes, and congestive heart failure. 
cord compression can occur because of the extension of tumor cells from vertebral bodies into the spinal cord, resulting in radicular pain and loss of bowel or bladder control. Peripheral neuropathies like carpal tunnel syndrome may result from amyloid deposition in peripheral nerves. The diagnostic criteria. For symptomatic myeloma, bone marrow or other tissue biopsy result with more than 10% clonal plasma cells is diagnostic. There is typically no evidence of end organ damage caused by tumor cells. So remember the phrase CRAB, C-R-A-B for multiple myeloma. C is for elevated calcium, R for renal failure, A for anemia, and B for bone lesions or bone pain. Figure 11.36 demonstrates malignant egg-shaped plasma cells of multiple myeloma demonstrating eccentric nuclei. Monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance, or MGUS. Bone marrow or other tissue biopsy with less than 10% clonal plasma cells, increased serum monoclonal protein levels, and no evidence of end organ damage caused by tumor cells. The laboratory findings include bone marrow biopsy demonstrating more than 10% clonal plasma cells, tumor cells that have a characteristic fried egg appearance, peripheral blood smear showing RBCs stacked like poker chips, known as rouleau formations, and serum protein electrophoresis demonstrating increased monoclonal Ig spike, usually IgG, or an M component. A 24-hour urine protein shows increased light chain, or BJ proteins. An increased erythrocyte sedimentation rate, or ESR, shows plasma cells releasing inflammatory cytokines, and hypercalcemia, anemia, or increased creatinine levels can all be seen. In the presence of diagnosis, you must do a complete skeletal survey to evaluate for lytic or punched-out lesions. The treatment. This is an incurable disease, and treatment is aimed toward therapy that will decrease the proliferation of malignant plasma cells and the signs and symptoms caused by proliferation of tumor cells. High-dose chemotherapy is administered with addition of bisphosphonates to prevent pathologic fractures. Autologous stem cell transplantation is the transplantation of one's own normal stem cells into the bone marrow, and this can be considered. With treatment, the median survival is three to four years with a six-month survival without treatment. Waldenstrom macroglobulinemia, or lymphoplasmacytic lymphoma. Waldenstrom macroglobulinemia, or WM, is a disorder of neoplastic lymphoplasmacytoid B cells secreting IgM monoclonal proteins. Plasmacytoid lymphocytes are cells between B lymphocytes and plasma cells on the maturity level spectrum. It is a disorder seen in older men greater than 50 years. The main risk factor for developing this disease is a history of MGUS. The clinical presentation is related to bone marrow infiltration, visceral organ infiltration, and effects of the increased IgM levels. Bone marrow infiltration results in marrow failure, leading to anemia, thrombocytopenia, or bleeding, and neutropenia, leading to infection. It does not result in lytic bone lesions. This tumor cell does not secrete cytokines because it is not yet matured into plasma cell. 
visceral organ infiltration results in lymphadenopathy, hepatosplenomegaly, and cutaneous lesions, all three not present in multiple myeloma. The IgM is a very large pentamer molecule. High levels of this protein thickens the blood, leading to hyperviscosity syndrome. Hyperviscosity syndrome may lead to the development of stroke, myocardial infarction, or MI, priapism, or visual impairment. IgM cold antibody autoimmune hemolytic anemia is sometimes seen. Clinical and laboratory findings. Bone marrow findings are similar to MM. Biopsy results of enlarged lymph nodes demonstrate proliferation of lymphoplasmacytoid cells. Serum protein electrophoresis will show a clonal IgM spike. Bone lesions and renal failure are uncommon with WM. Fewer than 10% of cases will have BJ proteinuria. Initial 24-hour urine collection is usually not required if there are no signs of renal insufficiency. Skeletal survey is not usually required if the patient does not report bone pain. Obtain cryoglobulins and cold agglutinin levels in patients with symptoms of hemolytic anemia. Treatment. Similar to MM, the treatment aims at reducing the tumor cell burden and focuses on treating the symptoms. Chemotherapy is similar to that used in CLL. Bone marrow transplantation is not part of therapy. Frequent plasmapheresis is required for removal of IgM, helping resolve symptoms of hyperviscosity and hemolytic anemia. Median survival with treatment is four years. Monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance. MGUS is the most common monoclonal gammopathy, and like MM, it occurs in older adults. This is a diagnosis of exclusion after MM and WM have been ruled out. Patients will often present asymptomatically with increased serum protein levels with small IgM spike. Bone marrow evaluation will reveal fewer than 10% clonal plasma cells and BJ proteins will not be seen in the urine. In general, this is a benign condition, and most patients do not require treatment. However, these patients are at increased risk for developing WM or MM. It is important to follow these patients closely with regular serum protein levels, skeletal surveys, and 24-hour urinalysis for BJ proteins. With that, we wrap up today's episode of the Crush Step 1 podcast. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, the publishing company behind Crush Step 1, as well as all of my other books, for allowing us to put out this book in podcast format. Thank you for joining us, and please check out our other chapters.